Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. We got me and Frank the Tank crisscross from each other, and a special friend hailing from Eastern Colorado, six foot four inches tall, a wiry one hundred and ninety seven <laughs> pounds. The big ginger, Alex Nestor. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> do you always do that, like the height and weight and everything? No, no, never. Yeah, because Drummond, <laughs> when he was on here, he didn't tell the truth, did he? I didn't talk. Drummond's so big, I didn't want to say the weight. I, f- I felt bad. What's Drummond's got to be talk, 270, you, right? You called him short for his weight? Yeah, yeah I called he, him short no, for his No, he's lost quite a bit of weight, but yeah, so he's probably 270. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little girthy. Yeah, right. He gets after it, I think. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But so Alex is the guy I hunted antelope with and mule deer, um, guided and outfitted in eastern Colorado all over now, really. Yeah, just guided. I uh, worked for a bunch of outfitters. worked for quite a few yeah. pretty knowledgeable ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, now eastern Colorado Outdoors is the new company. Um, we lease a bunch of land east of Denver on the eastern plains. We've We've been fortunate. Killed a... A lot of big deer out there. Did you guys get some new new swag from Jerry? Did Jerry hook you guys up with a? Yeah, dude, he, he made a logo. Yeah, dude, I like Jerry. Jerry's <laughs> good. Cool. He's good people. Yeah, he's got a good sense of humor. Uh, we told him about a product before it came out. Frank was on the phone with him, and I said, "You tell that fat bastard if he tells anyone, I'm going to kill him." <laughs> and then I got a meme we did, yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool, and it says, "You know, you've made it in the outdoor industry when Aaron Snyder says he's going to kill your fat ass yeah, or something." Right, right. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good sense. <laughs> he of always is memeing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His meme game, his meme game's strong. Not as strong as Frank's. Yeah, but, Frank's is pretty strong. But we had to get every, the uh, listeners an idea. I've you've been uh, you've guided several giant deer um mule deer and whitetail in eastern colorado as well as big ass antelope um what how many uh you know whatever what are you 28 now yeah 29 yeah 29 so since you started out there how many um uh deer over like 180 do you think you've guided almost all of them yeah i should say i can say that firsthand <laughs> all of them because I, I tried to shoot a lot they were sub 180 and he's like it's not big enough it's no not no we shoot some some like uh some big management deer a lot of archery deer with character that wouldn't score over 180 but are framey enough um you know the last couple of years the whitakers were out there um before that it was nielsen and uh, eric shell and yeah it's just that's that's what you're doing you're trophy hunting and you can control the units, the the ground, because it's such big sections of private ground. So you're managing that. And, uh, yeah, so most of the deer you kill are – you kind of – people put that, that score down. They want 180-plus. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you got to pass 100, on 180-inch deer. They're only four years old, you know. Well, that one deer we stocked on, I think when we got, I don't know, 100 yards from it, it, uh, I think you were happy when it ran off because it might only been four <laughs> years old and it was 190 plus. Yeah, it was a big buck. Yeah, it had a split main beam, didn't it? Or did I thought it did it at the end some, of his main beam? Yeah, yeah had yeah. matching end lines, really deep fours. Yeah, man, that was a good buck. Oh, it was big. And, and that area you've got out there, and I've only got to hunt a small spot, you know, part of it. We drove by other spots with big deer in it. You offer quite a bit. Now, are you booking hunts for this year? Uh, yeah, archery hunts still. Most everything else is booked um, through the Eco uh, um, Outfitting Company. Um, I think there's still some rut hunts left, archery rut hunts. Um but I think the rifle hunts and everything are pretty much taken up. Now you do a lot of hunts, like you call them corn hunts, where you you I saw you stalked in on a coyote bedded and poked it in the ass yeah, with a corn yeah. cob, didn't you? That was, yeah, that, that sounded bad. Viral. Actually, poked it in the ass with a corn <laughs> yeah. cob. Yeah. Do you, you, know yeah, that, you Easterners are some sick fucks. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you guys follow or or that brush? What is his name? Garrett Johnson. He's like a predator guy. You're a coyote hunter. Yeah, yeah Frank. I don't do you follow know. him? He, he's, have you seen that video? That guy's holding two coyote pups. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah, and they yeah. kind of attack. Yeah. I met that guy in Utah, and he said that everybody always always thinks that was him that poked that coyote. Oh really? And he's like, "Man, why were you such a pussy? Why didn't you just grab it?" <laughs> <laughs> so I really regret not grabbing that son of a bitch. But, but you get in on them bucks where their heads in one row of corn, and you sneak right. So it's really conducive to a traditional and compound archery. Yeah, man, it would be really good for for trad bows. Um, Basically, what you do is you put the wind in your face. And my dad, I truly believe, pioneered this. He started doing this back in the day. He shot like an old trad uh, muzzleloader. Yeah. Had the bullhorn the whole nine yards. And you put the wind in your face. 
and you're looking down every cornrow with your binoculars. And since you have this good glass now, it's changed the game. And these bucks are bachelored up early or, or off by on their own, but they go in these cornfields and they just lay down and sleep all day. And just a little bit of wind kind of, you know, smashes out any noise you would make. Plus, they can't smell you. And they're bedded. And most of the time, they bed with their head in one row and their body in another row um, propped up. So yeah. you can actually shoot them bedded because all their vitals are there. It's like they're standing broadside, but they're they're on their on their legs. And, uh, man, we shoot. We oh, shoot, I've seen video. Yeah, we shoot a lot of deer within that. <laughs> 10 to 20 yard range yeah which is pretty damn close for oh, a monster man. It's, buck. it's intense yeah when you get on a 190 inch deer and you're 15 yards away it's probably good you can't see the fucking head in the other row <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well what sometimes happens is is their, their their whole body will be in a row and that's tough and usually what you do is i usually get a corn cob and throw it like 10 rows over and the buck will stand up and look at that noise. And yeah. that gives us enough time. But you're literally leaning in the row ranging. You're like, all right, we're 45. And then I'm the guy like, let's get 10 yards closer. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, we're 30. But I think we can get a little closer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many um, – you've now you've been on a few deer over 200, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, we got probably my favorite – my favorite deals is it's been quite a few years ago, but uh, uh, a guy from Colorado, his name is Brad. He shot a buck that all the other guides had been chasing for a few years. He's a seven-year-old deer, and he was right there, close to two twenty. We named him Pitchfork. Good lord, matching in lines, really giant forks. He was over two hundred inches net as a typical. Good lord, how fl- how close did you get to him? Uh, I was a rifle. Um, Man, crazy, crazy deal. Wind, he came out of uh, uh, wild sunflowers, and he was chasing does. Wind screaming. We're 100, 150 yards away. Dude misses him three times. <laughs> like the, you told me this story. Yeah, yeah. like the, the second time he missed, I was like, okay. you've met. Then the deer had no idea where, the, where, it, was, where it was coming from. Yeah. And, and he, I said, all right, you missed. You know, in the second shot, I was like, man, you missed. He's like, I can't get steady. Third time he missed, I was like, man – you know, you're 40 years old. Get steady. <laughs> like, this son of a bitch is going to get away. Like, I mean, I had this horrible, like, people have been chasing this deer for three years, and we have him, and, and you're shooting all over the damn place. So we wax him in the neck, and he's like, man, I'm so sorry about that. It was buck fever for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, you showed me, I don't know if you took the video or not, a three-by-three three that I shit you not must have four-foot fucking main beams. Was Jesus. that How big was that? Did that thing ever get killed? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was three on one side and a big non-typical on the other side. Yeah. Uh, he went 202, um, right at close to 30 inch main beams. And then when we were antelope hunting, we saw a deer, I thought it was 40 inches wide. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, it was crazy looking. It had like an upside down candelabra on the one side and, but you, that jumped the side. Yeah, man, I really planned on trying to get that deer, um, and I had really high hopes of getting it. It actually jumped into a different unit and went MIA. We saw him after season started. Um, and then, yeah, luckily a neighbor Did shot shoot him. Oh, a uh, big dropper. I, I remember heard he was that 38 monster. and a half inside. We um, were close. You, I think I said 40. You said 38 when yeah. we spotted him. Yeah, Inside, I mean, outside, who knows what he was, 44 maybe. It looked like yeah. a fucking That's tree the, root. That's the one yeah. you're talking about, right, when yeah. we were antelope hunting? Yeah, yeah, we named him Prodigy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate. I mean, good for them. Congrats to those guys. But yeah. Was it just a regular guy or was it another outfitter? I think it was just some regular old <laughs> son of a bitch, man, <laughs> driving a pickup. And who knows how he did, got it done. But, yeah, dude, good for him. Yeah. It's good. probably outside in his yard just laying there. Laying in the front yard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, so we went antelope hunting together, and uh, it was a short hunt. Well, it, I since I can't hit shit, it made it last the day. But we we were only probably, what, 45 minutes to an hour into the hunt. If that, yeah. And, uh I hit one. Well, it's funny. I'm shooting a trad bow now, so I can't get made fun of because I got to stay close. But you had the range finder, and I said, when it gets to 120, tell me I'm going to kill it. 
And you looked at me like, yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> Shit. Sometimes you're like 50 yards and some old boy from Pennsylvania is like, is there any way we can get to 30? It's like, oh, fuck. No, we can't get to 30. We're up Shit Creek right here, buddy. Draw. Well, when I remember looking at you and I looked over. I was like, when it gets to 120, tell me I'll kill it from there. And you were like, like, what? You got to watch this fucker, man. We're, we're deer hunting this year, just driving down the road. And and he, I, I, I caught some movement out of my, out of my peripheral. <laughs> and this son of a bitch says, stop the pickup and let me out right here. Let me out. And I, I, I just was, I kind of panicked. I, I went over, locked the door. I said, hold on to your damn horses, Snyder. That's a gosh damn, it, I mean, it was 145 inch. I said, we're not shooting that. Like, you got to watch him lock the door, put his bow in the back. Well, I was trying to tell Nielsen. I was like, because people have told me, you know, like, oh, once you've killed enough, you'll trophy hunt. That's a fucking lie because yeah. I've killed a lot. It's not in me. Like, that buck had, what, 11 does or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 11 does. And he was probably five and a half years old or four and a half. And, uh, yeah, I would say he's probably 150-inch deer. He was, he was just a – he was a bar buck. But he was walking right down the fence row straight to us. I'm like, that thing will be dead in fucking yeah. five minutes. Yeah, I mean, dude. And he did – you were like, hold the fuck on. He's was, like, you ain't shooting that thing. Like, wait a second. Let's have a look at it. I pulled off the binos like, no, 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 no. Stay here. Uh, well, then there was another one that was uh, – it was super little. And even that, I was getting bored. That was a few days into the hunt. He was probably scored. He looked like a coos deer. And I was like, you want me to kill it? And he was like, fuck, no, I don't want you to kill it. And I was like, you sure? I'll kill it from here. No, there was one, man, that two by three. I would let you shoot that thing at, at, towards the end there. But I, the, that, that was the first day. Yeah, we could have killed him. Yeah. yeah, he was. And I was looking at it, the width of it. And I thought it was a. At first, a 200-inch deer, and then he turned his head. He was a two-by-three. Old management buck. Yeah, real framey. Give you the idea. We're at 92. I'm like, oh, I'll shoot it from here. He's like, no, no. I'm like, no, no, I'll hit it from right here. Don't worry about that. I'll fucking kill it. He's like, no, not yet. It was a big deer. But, but yeah, that antelope, what did it get to 113, 108? It was a long ways. And uh, I shot, and right when I shot, it took a step, but it, it hit it. It took like three steps because it took, I mean, God dang, 100 yards. <laughs> the arrow when you shot left my binos and then came back down. And it was going for a, I, I thought I was going to pinwheel it because, I mean, left and right, I was perfect. And when it went forward, I was like, did I hit liver? Well, it went in two big circles going, yeah. and then piled up. And we about the time we bumped fish, that fucker got up and ran a mile. And uh, uh-huh. well, it didn't run a mile. It ran a long way. Well, it ran, and then it did that again. Yeah. And ate shit. And I was like, all right, second fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> it got up, and it probably ran. Actually, man, it probably went two miles. To- total, maybe more than that yeah. before it finally killed. Because I, th- I think I would have had it killed, like, not long after that, that other buck with shit wrapped all over its head pushed it oh i remember that yeah buck, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The and net, then, net wrap yeah and then we got up on that hill and it was i ran down that drainage and it walked right to me and uh the way that the angle was when he was coming down the hill when i tried to pop up he took off and i actually tried to get another arrow into it running i think i hit it in the legs run it ran into the arrow and tripped it because you guys thought i hit it yeah i thought you hit it and i was like yeah man i didn't hit shit but <laughs> it uh it did stumble when it took off and then finally um, I hit it again later on and whatever. It's a good antelope. Um, yeah, yeah, for a bow especially. Uh, that was the thing, though. That shot there, um, because of the distance, because it stepped, you would have hit it perfect. It was perfect high and low. Per, you know, it just hit it back, but you got to stay on them and watch them. He was he was hit too far back. It wasn't a gut shot to leave him be. Yeah. You got to get another arrow on that. He was kind of on the border, but we got him to turn and go further into the ranch and, uh, yeah, I think I mean he died. He was dead when we found him this that third time. Oh, yeah, he wasn't getting yeah. up, but yeah, that was it was pretty crazy. But when we were out there, I was starting to see some deer just when we were antelope hunting. There's you've got big big deer and you may have just landed another spot. Yeah, yeah, we got uh we actually got a few more spots that uh should be really exciting that got all sealed up and Well, before we start talking shit and laughing um and making jokes, do you want to give out info for booking hunts for antelope and uh, 
in mule deer or you want to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we literally just, uh, um, I signed on with this new company, Eco. It stands for Eastern Colorado Outdoors Outfitters. Great guy. Um, bunch of really good guides, man. I mean, uh, uh, Tanner Coulter mm-hmm. is going to yeah. guide. You guys said you'd help a little bit with the antelope hunts. Uh, um, it should be a really good year. They're, they're building a website. Uh, so um, for those of you who don't know who Tanner is, if yeah, you're a- <laughs> anti-TSD, you won't like him, yeah, but yeah. he runs- What is TSD? Is it team, SOAR? Team SOAR dick. SOAR dick, because you can't beat it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I got you, I got you, I got But you. yeah, he's a hell of a guide, but yeah, he's going to help you out. I thought it was like scratchy or- yeah. Team, scratch, <laughs> team Small Dick. Because they don't, they're anti-pro staff, but if it was Team Scratchy Dick, I, Itchy, I, I could get in on that. I'd be like the head, the face of that. Like your rhino, that'd be me, the ginger. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. No, so uh, they're building a website and everything. And, and like I said, I think they have pretty much all, all the hunts booked aside from some, from some uh, archery rut hunts. Now, can they get a hold of you on uh, Instagram? Yeah, yeah. It's Hunt Nest on, on Instagram. You won't miss it because there's tons of giant deer all over it. <laughs> so it's H-U-N-T-N-E-S-T. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So so going when we were um, cat and hunting when Frank shot that bobcat, what was <laughs> the story? And I don't know. I've told it several times more in first person lying uh, like I was there. <laughs> the guy that saw the Bigfoot or the gargoyle or the, the troll. Oh, the troll. my gosh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell that story. <laughs> That guy, I don't know if I should name drop, but I don't give a shit, so I will. That guy's father is a Hall of Fame pitcher, oh, baseball Lord. player yeah. in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Uh, yeah, it's my buddy Keith, man. He was uh, he was in Trinidad or something, Trinidad Reservoir on the dam, and apparently it's like really steep on both sides of this deal. And he was with some people and. And he swears, man, he, uh, and I don't condole like drinking and driving, but he swears, <laughs> he swears. He's like, man, we, he goes, we just cracked, o-, you know, PBR. That's what he drinks. We just cracked open the first PBR. <laughs> He's like, I, look at me, Alex. I swear, which it's hard to believe if it was dark for him. Yeah. But, uh, he said they're driving down that dam. And he's like, all of a sudden, he goes, I, I don't know what I describe it. He's like, it looked like a troll. <laughs> but he's like, it, it was it was probably a baby Yeti because, you know, all Yetis aren't big. He goes, they have to have babies. <laughs> and I was like, Keith, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, listen, hear me out. And he said, he said it, it come over the guardrail, stopped in the headlights, kind of looked at him. And he said it traveled across the road and like threw its leg over the guardrail <laughs> and went down. The, and he's like, dude, this dam is just steep. He's like, there's no humanly way possible <laughs> that this could happen. He said, so we got out and shined some lights down there and nothing. And, you know, so you're calling bullshit on the guy. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I had two and a half witnesses. And I was like, you had two. Like, how do you have <laughs> half of witness? He's like, well. My buddy with me, Crazy Eddie, he's like, he was a Vietnam vet. He only has one eye. So he goes, I count him as a half a witness. And I was like, well, who are the other two people? He goes, well, the other guy is just one, but he's he's Cherokee Indian, so I counted him as a full two. <laughs> he's that crazy son of a bitch. He has some stories now. Oh, uh, I guess. Who uh, Have you um, guiding out there or whatever? Have you guided anybody super famous? Because I know you guide um, – you know, or whatever, talk, like you're talking about the, the baseball player or whatever. Have you had anybody out there of great notoriety? Uh, yeah, you know, those that ba- uh, that baseball guy, he, he brought out uh, Robin, G- uh, I think it's Yant or Yant. He was a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, I wouldn't say anybody real famous. The, most of the guys you take out are great guys, though. Uh, um, you know, Mark Peterson killed an antelope out there with the Twins. Um two years ago and they take all those Under Armour guys, uh, Cam Haynes and Folks and all those guys. But, um, yeah, I'd take famous for what it's worth. We haven't taken, uh, like, uh, Eric Chesser or anyone real famous <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> shit. No, we ain't taking any of those guys. <laughs> I don't give a Speaking shit about that, that. This is one of the funny things. Alex, he sports the flat brim. I've sported. All right, let's get this shit straight. I've sported this shit. I mean, before Utah <laughs> was a even a thing, 
He's like, I wear it flat because I, when I glass, it gets in the way of the binoculars. Yeah, I used to bend it pretty intense like you do. Yeah. Didn't, I mean, when you're glassing, isn't that a pain in the ass? Or I no? think I must be have like the sister cousin thing going on because it, it, my eyes must be close enough together. It doesn't get in the way or I got used to it. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, I support it. Mm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So, uh, that's varsity level. That's Longhorn, too. No, I got a Some story for shit. you, man. Uh, you're from Oregon, is that right? Are yeah. you from a big town? No, tiny how, town. How many, how many people? 180. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, you might be. <laughs> that's sister cousin, cousin, sister cousin shit ain't what a are, joke. You, where are you from, Frank? I'm from Pueblo West. Oh, okay, so you're from big. My, the, the town I grew up in is like 650 people. And, uh, uh, long story short, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was probably nine or 10 years old, you know. I mean, all summer, this guy had moved into town and everyone kind of had a talk with us to stay away from this guy. And I'm talking look the part, crater face guy. Uh, <laughs> his name was, I, he's dead now, I don't give a shit, Dave Bennett. And his family can, Alex Nestor, if you want to sue anybody. <laughs> uh, they, we called him Chester the molester. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we tormented the shit out of this guy. Hear me out. Every day, five days a week, all summer, screwing with dude, you know, <laughs> knocking and running. Uh, at, like at 11 o'clock in the morning, he had to just be waiting for us to, to beat on his door and take <laughs> off running, me and my buddies, you know. Um, but uh, there's this story, dude. I, uh, um, 11 o'clock, getting ready to knock and run on Chester's place and and I said something about running through his place. I'll run right through his house. Jesus. And uh, this this guy that was with me, and if it wasn't him that said it, if it was anybody else that said it, I wouldn't have done the deal. But uh, he's like, no, you won't. <laughs> oh, bullshit, I won't. I'll run right through that son of a bitch. And no shit, man. They got into the double dog dare stage of that age, you know. <laughs> I, I go over there, and I'm in a Catholic church parking lot. It's like a football field, just big grass place. And I walk, and I get to the street, and I'm like, man, you can't do this. <laughs> Ten years old, you know. I get to this guy's door, and I open it. He has a screen door, and I open it, and I hear him say, what do you want? Because he knows we're screwing with him by now, you know. And I open the second door, and the son bitch has his feet up, and his TV's right there, and he's watching his TV, and nothing but his underwear and a wife beating. <laughs> and I start booking it through his house. And we've screwed with him so much, I know he has a back door right here. And the plan was for me to go through that and come out the back door and go out this alley. <laughs> I run through his house, dude, like shit in my pants. <laughs> shit in my pants. Get to the back door, and it's locked. And at 10 years old, all you got to do is like unlock it. I'm on the inside. All I have to do is unlock it from the inside and go out the back door. I start shitting, dude. And I start having these thoughts at 10 years old like, this guy's going to hold me down and and have sex with my butt. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, when you're 10 years old, it's like, oh, man, I'm never going to see my parents again. And he's just going to – I'm going to be a sex slave. And so I, I shit my pants and I turn and I start going the way I came. Well, he has this son of a bitch folded and he's coming to get me, you know. So I kind of jeek his ass and I have a jacket on. He grabs my jacket and I was like, you know, fuck that. Because, you know, I was more, more worried about my jacket. Oh, my mom's going to kill me. Well, at that point, it's like, fuck that jacket. I swung out of that son of a bitch, dude. And I come back out the front door and I must have been in there too long because all my buddies are standing by their bicycles. And they're looking, and I mean, just just staring at that house. And I haven't come out the back door. And I come out the front. I'm talking running, like running. And I have this one buddy, man. He's a damn good friend of mine. And he was the kid that wore the bicycles, you know, helmet at 10 yeah. years old, still a town of 650 people. And all he had to see was my face or something running. Because when, when I hit that street, Bryson was on his bike, <laughs> fuck this. You know? And all my other buddies were like, <laughs> you know, but no, dude, we tormented the hell out of the guy. And, and uh, you know, from that moment on, I think he kind of chased us for fun. Yeah. And from that moment on, when you seen him, he was like literally chasing you. Jesus. Like he was trying to catch us then, you know, like we were in his home. But no, dude, that's a good story. I, I tell that story a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've lived out there your entire life out east. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's the one thing I'm fortunate about, especially with hunting, is I know everybody, all the landowners. Um, there's really good relationships with everybody. And, and you know, 
Uh, it gets pretty competitive out there, doesn't it? Yeah, um, everything's private though. But yeah, there's a lot of local hunters, which is which is cool. Um, but it, it, yeah, it can be competitive. You know, there's a lot of really good hunters out there too that know what they're doing. It's all spot and stock, um, big you know, big properties. Some of these ranches are 50, 60,000 acres. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Do you guys communicate on, on what's out there as far as big animals or you kind of, how's that work? As far as where we're at, um, we can kind of, we kind of can just keep tabs on what we have. Um, you can't really control the neighbors and I, I wouldn't want to do that. You don't want to upset anybody. Um, but everything that we have, um, we're fortunate enough to, to have a big enough plot that, uh, that we can kind of control it. Um, but like I said, there's always something on the other side of the fence that you can't control. Mm-hmm. And there's probably stuff going on within the place that sometimes you wonder about, but you know, um, it's a big enough plot. Yeah. The, um, I talked to Mike, we're on for the, during the video. Aaron's going to carry him on a frame. <laughs> just, there's this little stick figure, 150 pound dudes. Maybe guy, 150. One, yeah. Soaking wet. It's like, oh, if your frame can't do this, you need to buy this. Well, I'm, Mike's ass is 300 pounds. I'm going to strap him to our new one and pack him around Kafaru. You're going to strap him into? A Kafaru bag oh, or a gotcha. frame and yeah, pack him around. Say, well, maybe some frames just aren't built to carry big bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to talk shit. Yeah, I hear you. I will say, I did. I shot one out there this year. And um, that stock, so that day, I don't know how cold it was, but it was cold. Freezing. Cold. And we, it was crazy. We stocked in on that buck with him facing us there was two of them but you stood it up at we were at 40 or 50 40 when you yeah, when I 40 said, 40 40 well when, when I but when it was at 50 at first and uh I held my bow up and I couldn't oh, yeah I kept fucking windy I said dude I can't hit it from here I said I'll hit it but I can't tell you where I was like, it's just too windy was it bedded or what was yeah, yeah it was bedded. bedded all you can see is his antlers and uh when uh we got 10 yards closer so you stood up and I shot and uh when I shot, all I saw was the fletch stick out, so I thought I was good, and I saw some shit flapping. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's bleeding good. And then <laughs> you said, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, man, you got to look at this. Yeah, he kept just like, well, I said, no, dude, stop and look at this through your binos. It looked like a hole the size of this table. <laughs> Jesus. I, so I thought, I looked back, and I said, uh, it's a couple inches high, but it'll die. Yeah, yeah, right and, away. Uh, and uh, it was a good shot. Well, what had happened when it when I when you stood it up when I shot it turned and that broadhead went down it between the hide and the body and peeled it. I mean, like a like a avalon, a clean cut yeah. across the side, just skidded it. So what I saw flipping was the hide, and when I saw it, when I thought my arrow was buried in its lungs, it was stuck between yeah. the fucking body yeah. and the hide. So the arrow just fell out. Yeah, I it didn't. Got, even, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a quarter inch, half inch of penetration, and it's standing out there naked as a jaybird. And he was like, "No fucking look now, <laughs> look." And I got my binos out, and I'm like, "Huh." Half of it was naked. Damn. I basically hit it what close to the last rib. Yeah. Peeled it naked as shit all the way to the shoulder, and where it bumps out at the shoulder, my broadhead just went in a hair and peeled it out, and it ran off. And uh, it yeah, it was it was a, it was a strange deal when we stood it up. It stood up, didn't know what we were. He he let it go, let the arrow fly, just whatever you guys say. Send it, whatever. <laughs> at 40 yards, you're sending the son of a bitch, right? And uh, I definitely that deer am. had done, like, did a complete 180. Because I shot it on a frontal, um, trying to pin it between the shoulder and the chest, which I'm sure I'll get shipped for that. And I hit, like, looking at it on the video, it turned in place, basically, and I hit right where it was going, it's just now it was corner away, actually a yeah. better shot. Yeah. And so when it hit, I'm like, oh, shit, that turned out better than I thought it would. Yeah. And uh, it did not. Damn. Yeah, we always prematurely celebrate on our uh, <laughs> on you and me. Like, the next one, I'm just going to like have the, ch- the the Jeremiah Johnson look. <laughs> and when it falls, <laughs> no, I'm just going to stare. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, we didn't get that one because it just peeled it. And, yeah, uh, and it, it didn't die. Um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a fatal wound by any means. Like, no, not even blood trail. It just literally skinned. Yeah, there was no blood that's um, part of archery hunting man it's uh that's the rough part of you it you gotta wonder like you know with the fixed mechanical thing like would a, me- a fixed killed it or would a fixed blown seven foot to the right because of fucking wind but yeah it's uh 
it opened up and just went straight down the the hide and the body. But that day that we saw in that area, in that spot, we, we couldn't go in there. We saw some big, big deer. Well, both in your area and on the border, that one buck that, um, that day we drove around and, uh, that one buck was bedded by that dam. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That, that thing was, was one ninety typical. Probably it was a big I had deer. a guy, man, <laughs> a guy from North Carolina. And I think that's the same buck. I'm sure of it. And we sat on that buck. Um, and, and he, uh, he shot, we sat on him for six hours Damn. and and the buck stood up and I thought he had us pinned and I thought, how in the hell, wind in her face. I was like, how does he know we're here? Well, then he started licking his off shoulder broadside and, and he missed him just a hair. I think he shot just a hair under him. And, uh, yeah, we sat there for so long. Jeremy went to stand up and he fell down <laughs> and I looked over <laughs> at him and he stood up again and he fell down. And he said, my ankles are asleep. <laughs> we, I mean, six hours sitting on a buck on the last day of the hunt, man. It was, oh. it was, uh, but that's the same buck. That's a really nice deer. Uh, um, I'd say he has 12 inch forks all the way around. He's probably 28 inside, 18 inch twos. Yeah, there's big deer. And I mean, there were several deer. Well, I kept telling him, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to kill anything small. I'm like, Alex won't let me because there were several. I'm like, I'll kill it. He's like, no, you don't want to shoot that. I'm like, no, I do want to yeah, shoot that. Yeah, the first day, what did we see? How many? 20 bucks probably? Oh, yeah, yeah. The only one we really screwed up on, well, I say we, I was lazy. Um, we should have walked down to that one dam because that one was bedded. And uh, with all that one that that big two by three was bedded with those does and i probably should have just walked my fat ass down to that dam we drove around to get a look to make sure he was there and then they got up but yeah that was cool i mean it was we had limited time just because i was going back and forth with work and everything else and you had a better spot for me earlier in the year but we went to canada or something i think i was in canada yeah um, you're in bc yeah. in bc yeah or, yeah doing moose and whatever all you, that you had no lander this year because levi morgan in up in alberta is coming out and it's just him and i and so lander wants me to kill a bigger one than levi with the stick and he's like i'll put a shot collar on you yeah God, i can't imagine that he's going through <laughs> the same shit i'm going through <laughs> golly well this the the year with him when i went down there I mean, I made an incredible stock because he was like, you know, you're not, if you get down there too early, you're going to have to wait till five tonight till they come up to feed. Well, fuck, I got down there at 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, man, I ain't waiting till five. So <laughs> I got the binos out and started looking through those, their cattails. And they, I mean, they plant in those, they're dead asleep. When they yeah. get in there, they're safe. And uh, he wasn't lying because I didn't realize how big, like tall they were and thick. They went in there. I couldn't find them from the hill. With I mean, I had the Hubble with me. I couldn't find shit. So I took my boots off. I'm 800 yards away, and I'm in those sneaky feet, and I'm in co cut corn that's this tall, right? No, Stubble. No. And I just went slow. I got up to the edge, and I was like, hmm, fuck, I made it. Yeah. And I'm looking at the clock like, what the fuck am I going to do now? This is going to be boring. So I started looking through all the stubble, and I found them, and I was like, huh. But they were fucking sleeping, and I couldn't see what was what. And I was like, well, there's only two in there. I, I mean, I could have literally shot even one smaller than I did because a hell of a lot more than two ran out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah, was already, yeah. there was already some in there. Yeah, I, know, I thought I shot the right one. I shot it, and it was a 160-some-inch deer. And <laughs> What does one. Lander say when he when he whips in? Well, when he – well, I – so – there's no way Snyder's getting free range <laughs> he, in Eastern. He was like, because uh, he, he was up on the hill when, you know, I took off on the stock and then he'd drive around to get me. And I texted him. I'm like, well, I, I killed it. And he's like, what? And I'm like, he didn't think I had a chance in hell. He'd had, so you I got to figure six weeks straight of clients hunting that spot. Didn't kill shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's six straight days of hunting. I went down there in like 45 minutes. Yeah, I was like, hey, it's dead. Yeah. He's like. Which one? I'm like, man, I shot the wrong one, and I'm never unhappy. He was yeah. so he's just happy. I'm happy, but he's like, did you kill the one? It was like 185. I'm like, no, I didn't. I killed the ones like 160. <laughs> he was like, well, as long as you're happy. So he came back around, and he's looking, and he's like, kind of shakes his head. He was like, I've had six weeks of clients on here, haven't even come close to this. Damn. He's like, you walk down here and kill one. He's like. 
you got five days of hunting left. And I'm like, yeah, but you know me because I got the camera. I'm like, I like helping photographing. And he was like, you think you'll ever wait? And I'm like, no, (laughs) probably not. And he said, you come back up to your next year, we're waiting. And I was like, I just like shooting them, man. I was Mm -hmm. like, I said, we got the trailer, take it all the meat back. I'm like, fuck, I I was happy. Well, this year he's like, you got to shoot a bigger one, like a big, because that one on the wall, I think that one's 178 or 182 or 180. Anyway, and uh, the what kills him is I've got the ability to do it. Yeah. And yeah. I still don't, it, it does, I say it kills him. He knows I'm happy, but it bugs him that I got the shooting ability, the stalking ability. And I'm, I guess it'd be like some guy that could probably play in the NBA. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll go work at the building, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, how can you still be happy? And so this year, yeah, he's like, look. You're not leaving my side, right? We're <laughs> doing this together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, and with your dude, with your trad bow, it's just a whole different thing. I've got to uh, get close with that. Yeah, thing. and you have to get close, and and surely, um, quote unquote, trophy hunting it changes with with that, doesn't it? It. I mean, it. I does. don't know. I listened. You know, to this guy you had on that I just listened. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but what, what was his Harold? name? Harold. Harold. He'll be here in a little bit. Actually. Yeah, and and he. Uh, and and it sounds like it, it, he's done it for so long. It doesn't even for him to shoot a two hundred inch deer. That's what he's going to do with his trad bow, or or if he's a gun well, or whatever. Here's my theory on it, and and you have to be so much more selective. And so since, I mean, because I was pretty successful and shot pretty big animals in sixteen with it, that you have to be so selective. Where with the which you've seen with the compound, I can get away with a lot. Yeah, that if you're sitting there and you wait for animals to bed. Where I see a 160 inch deer bed, all right, let's go shoot it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. much going to die. Yeah. Where if I got to sit and wait and make sure it's perfect, I'm probably going to see 10 more bucks bed. Yeah. One of those 10 bucks is probably going to be 190. Yeah, exactly. And he'll probably get shot because if I see 10 bucks bed, I might as well shoot the biggest one. Where, yeah. and, and so, and I'm not saying, but I definitely as far as trophy goes, a doe is a trophy with a trad bow oh, for some absolutely, guys. And absolutely. For, you know what I mean? Because it's just that much harder. But I think with me, since I can't hold out very well with a compound, you're forced to hold out with a stick bow. Yeah. When I say hold out, the way that we hunt where you're waiting for things to bed or you're waiting mm-hmm. for the exact right situation. And you have to wait so long where <clears throat> for hunting elk, and I got one at 65 yards in a in an aspen thicket. I'm just going to kill it from there. Yeah. Well, that 30 minutes it's going to take for it to get to me, there's a damn good chance there's a lot bigger bull going to come yeah, in exactly. in that time. Yeah. And that's where I think it came into play with with me with the, the stick bow is I had to wait so much longer than yeah. I normally yeah. do. Well, um, and 80% of the clients are archery hunters. And, you know, the patients – so you got to do it week in, week out. And, and the patients just with a compound bow is one thing. And I thought it was interesting you guys mentioned made me think about it a lot with the trad bow. Like where you're at normally with a with a compound, that's just where your guys' hunt's starting. Yeah. And that's that just that that's a whole nother perspective in it. Well you gotta figure like with that antelope we shot, I would have laid on my stomach and just waited and waited for that one we killed and waited for it to come in or started low. I mean, you just have to work a lot harder where, you know, I'm on the knee. I'll kill it at 120. I've been like laying down like, fuck, don't look, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no, with a, with a, I, I mean, in, unless you're sitting over water with a trad bow spot and stock antelope, that's something. Yeah. I mean, that's something. I told Sloan That's what yesterday. you guys are planning this year, aren't you? Yeah, I think Sloan booked uh, four slots with you, yeah, right? Yeah, Archery Antelope. Sloan and some other guys from- Me, Sloan, Barklow, and Brinker, I think. And uh, I told Sloan, I'm like, if I kill one out there with this stick bow with uh, the big ginger ice, like, it'll be the stuff oh, of legends because it's going to be- <laughs> Holy <like> shit. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of cover out there. I wonder how far those guys shoot their bows. Well, Barklow can shoot. Oh, yeah, Barklow can, yeah, can shoot. He can yeah. shoot. I don't yeah. know him. He's, he can shoot. What's um, he, and what's he do? He designs um, all of their, uh, well, pretty much everything. Is yeah. that right? He's their head design. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a shit talker, too. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. He's a military guy, yeah. He, oh. he don't, uh-huh. and I, it's fun with him because a lot of guys have, like, thin skin. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's thick as shit. Like, know. oh, yeah, he'll poke fun. But, uh the thing is, like, we shot at that whatever it was, Big Sky mm-hmm. thing, and we were 
winging arrows from far, pretty far distances. And I guess that's all he does is shoot. So you know what I mean? Yeah, Goes yeah. work, shoots. But I think for what's going to happen with me is it'll be on for everyone. And then even if it's my turn or not, when there's one that that's feasible, yeah. fuck it, it's my turn. We got to try it. Every, well, you should just keep trying out every damn one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, as no many kidding. opportunities as it takes. Well, you figure like that one that, um, the one I'd already shot, but was coming down that trail and that drainage. Yeah, you could, like, that would have been right. Yeah. yeah. If we could, if I, if we saw some coming on that trail and I could get in that drainage, because the thing is I can, I can snap shoot fast. Yeah. I can get 40 and in uh, an arrow off a hell of a lot quicker with a stick bow, preferably closer than I can with a compound because I got to draw an anchor and everything else. But I don't know if uh, Brinker will bring the stick bow or the the compound. And, and Sloan can shoot too. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun either way. There'll be cactus and everybody's. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I forgot all and, about and it's that. Like you can't, you, and you can't hunt over water out there because there's just so much water all over. Yeah. That there, it's not predictable. But this year, um, I mean, and even up here, you guys have noticed, it has been an probably one of the worst winters I've ever experienced. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully we have a really good spring. And and I don't know if you guys have heard this. Maybe you guys know more about this than I do. But they say the healthier a deer is, the longer it'll pack before he sheds. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard people say that before several. I mean, I've heard a lot of people tell me that. that I don't know if there's truth to that or not. I don't know. There's You always get whatever the wise shed tales. hunters that are telling. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Wise tales. Because I watched, you know, you, we found a lot of doubles um, sets on elk sheds, right, Jeremy and I? So I was always trying to find a, you know, you find a left, can't find a right, right? I watched a bull. We were over by, what the hell's the name, way down in that, whatever that working door down towards your neck of the woods but on the other side of the mountain range and yeah. bull no, no description there <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh bull dropped his antler and that motherfucker ran a mile with the other antler never stopped well how are you gonna find that match you said right like, <laughs> right now it's <laughs> over come back yeah, it's I mean, over i and i mean i've seen you know mule deer um you know when i'm photographing drop one and four days later, he's still packing. Still got one. And then yeah. I've watched him literally watch both of them drop at the same time. It'll drop, and he's like, what happened? And he'll look at his buddy, Dale. <laughs> Dale, do I look normal? And he'll start shaking, shaking his it head. Off, yep. yeah. And then the yeah. other one will pop yeah. off. So why? Who? I mean, who knows? Unless you can speak deer and elk, I don't know that they're going to tell you. But it sure, certainly seems it's different every year. The best shed hunting year we've found, and I don't really get into shed hunting too much anymore. I mean, I like I just like to hike around. Yeah, yeah. But it was a big snow of 07 and 08. Yeah. So those fucking four-wheelers couldn't get in there. So we snowshoed in, Jesus. and we found 37. Was oh, that really? that big set that Jeremy has, that picture of him? No, no, that was recent. That was the worst shed hunting year we had. And that little fucker. He, he just found that monster set. We're over there. You know, I'm punching my clown. I'm taking a piss. Aaron! <laughs> and we hadn't found a set all day. And it, so, but Jeremy's funny. I mean, he likes shed hunting he more He loves than, it, dude. Well, we go, and we have the this plan, right, where – we're all going to go in these other areas and circle back up the strip together. Yeah, that shit didn't happen. Jeremy was like, yeah, good idea, guys. <laughs> wink, wink. Fucker <laughs> went right to the strip. He came back with like, I bet he had 200 pounds of shit on it. He was covered in aspen uh, shit off the trees because yeah. he was so fucking sunburnt. He was he didn't have any sunscreen. <laughs> and uh, he came back and he had there were sheds laying everywhere. And he was like, yeah, I just went right to the strip. And I'm like, well, that would save me 15 miles of walking because yeah. all these other spots we hit were crappy and then we we're going to come up the good spot. Yeah. Yeah, he just went straight to the good spot. But that that year we we parked my truck, snowshoed in, and the, those those animals were so hungry. Anything on the road or close to the road, they're feeding. They're, they're feeding. And so we're walking down the road. They're laying in the middle of it because no, no four-wheelers or nobody had been able to cheat. Well, I say cheat, but you know what I mean, get yeah. back in there. Yeah. And all those drainages you're not supposed to drive that they normally drive they were all just filled i mean we had so many sheds i remember i had a badlands 2800 and this is in my roid days this is when i thought jeremy's <laughs> gonna have to carry me out i was 250 255 jesus oh i God. probably had 25 sheds strapped to a badlands and i was fucking <laughs> 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 and i mean we're going up like little hills that now are nothing that i'm like taking three breaks <laughs> just to get up the hill yeah, yeah, yeah. and i mean at that time i probably give you an idea i probably have I don't know, 16 and a half, 17 inch arms. Now I had 19 and a half inch arms. My calves were 19, just ridiculous. Benching 500 pounds, couldn't walk a quarter mile, right? Well, here I am 
trying to shed hunt, right? Purple as <laughs> shit from taking, I was taking equipoise, right? Which makes your blood flow look like a fucking smurf out there shed hunting. And Jeremy's 155, 60 pounds, played hockey his whole life, running around all, you all right, buddy? <laughs> no, I'm not all right, man. And I'm just eating. Like my whole pack was full. So we have all these, we both had Badlands 2800s, I mean, buckles snapping off, like 550 cord everywhere. And we came out with all these sheds and this is that was right when i first moved back where i don't fucking know what i was gonna do i just gave him to jeremy i gotta go ahead and keep him well fuck little did i know fast forward 10 years jeremy has the room twice this size full of he's sheds. kept them he must have four or five hundred like um, just an addiction all those ones out in the showroom you haven't seen that those are all sheds he's kept or found and i've always given him pretty much every one i've found but yeah he's he well hell they're I mean, I mean that's all they do. That's they shed hunt constantly. But you just can't do that out out east, like uh, maybe on some creek bottoms and stuff. But it's I mean, big. it's random. And like you said, shed one here, four miles later, yeah. shed one there. <laughs> Shit, man. Do, do they burn the fields out there? No, 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 no. Not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There are fires when the drought comes in, and it is bad when the wind gets blowing out there, man. But yeah. most of the deer. That's why I brought that up. Most of the deer that I've been seeing are still carrying. Yeah. Um, yeah. We saw a really, really nice buck shed. This is how bad we are. We wa- we didn't watch, but we know we shed in this pit cornfield. <laughs> uh, we walked around there for a little while, and I just was like, man, this is, you know, <laughs> shedding's not for me. If I stumble upon one, I'll pick it up. Well, I was talking to Tanner, and I've said it several times. I got hate mail over it about the, the shed hunting law to give them a break, right, to not shed yeah, hunt. Yeah, no, that's right. I that's think right. it's a good idea. I mean- they need a fucking break. They get chased by us pecker heads for long enough that, and the thing is, is it's not like the shed's going to devalue in that short period of time. You know, I mean, I guess a porcupine could get it or whatever, but guys have, can you believe this shit? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm all for it. It's well, with how like, popular shed hunting's got, oh, it's man. fucking oh, it's crazy. Out of, it's out of control. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've shed hunted for, well, I don't have time now, but every year Jeremy and I would go, I and mean, we'd all go, we'd set up teepees and uh I mean, the last couple of years, I stumped, stump shoot with the recurve, but I just use it to get in shape as something get to do. Get in the back country. Yeah, yeah. Test out gear, but I'm not a shed head like some. And I mean, people, I think, because I've shed hunted with Jeremy so long, thought I was going to be against this shed hunting law. I'm like, shit, man. I mean, the fucking poor bastards get hunted. I mean, you think about it, it starts as far as mule deer, August 25th or 6th, right? And they're hunted straight through, for the most part, that entire time, you know, through December off and on, yeah. depending upon, you know, where you're at. But then they got the hard winter, and then they come right out of a hard winter, and they got assholes chasing them with dirt bikes to try <laughs> and get their fucking horns to fall yeah. off. Yeah, I think they need a break, yeah. you know, yeah. give oh, them yeah. till June, boys, damn. No, no, that's right, that's right. It, what is, so what is, Jer- like, your buddy Jeremy, you discussed it with him, How's he? what's he feel about it? Because he's he a like hardcore shed hunter. He's yeah. not oh, fucking he's, yeah. Yeah. he's, he's been going up to, he's been going out of state yeah they're the going last up few to weekends wyoming. Yeah. to wyoming you know what that that just makes me smile because everyone from utah and everything comes and, here and now everyone's gonna go to wyoming yeah, until they change and they're it. supposed to be this <laughs> oasis of non-yuppie <laughs> you know <laughs> welcome to our world you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> they're all on their way yeah. invasion of the flat brims you're oh. you're right though because it's i mean i guess and i just never got into it that much where it's like taking fishing season or canceling it for a couple months right yeah. postponing it but i mean for me it's like for what i was going out there for was hiking i can still go hike so yeah. it wasn't yeah. a big deal now i've said jeremy, which is, said, jeremy said that if the he, what he's heard is the game wardens, if they catch you out there just hiking around off the trail, they'll give you a ticket. Yeah, Jeremy's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, they I hope can't they do that. No. Yeah, yeah, not they stick. might, but they're, that's not going to stick. Well, no, they can't I mean, do that. How are they? What are they going to give you a ticket driving a car because you might speed? If you don't have a shed on you, they can't. No, and, and maybe take and, a golden retriever with you. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not writing people in yoga pants. Yeah, no say, no oh, way. Sir, you're wearing Arcteryx. You're good. Yeah. Oh, you've got yeah. fucking scree on. You're going down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't uh, – and I mean, who who knows? I highly doubt – I mean, I can't get a game warden up there when I know of a known fucking poacher to yeah. come up and give yeah. a ticket. If True. he's up there writing a ticket for shed hunting, he's a fucking dedicated individual. Yeah, yeah he has to be pretty hardcore. Yeah, but no, I think that um, – you know, stuff like that. I don't know. It's not a bad idea to me. And again, for, for me, 
I just want to go hiking and get in shape or whatever else. And we go fishing. Like, we go back there with fly rods. They're going to get a fucking ticket. We're heading into a creek. I mean, if they do, it won't be good. I mean, I will pull every (laughs) fucking buddy I've got to bash them. But I I mean, I'm sure because he's such a hardcore shed hunter, it's just that, you know, you got to say that. But (laughs) they're not just out there. Those guys are just trying to do their job. They're not just saying... Hey, you out of here shed hunting, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean, my God. Well, I was going to say, last year they closed off one of the areas Jeremy shed hunts. Fucking not. I mean, there was tire tracks 19 <laughs> inches deep from people driving past that sign. I didn't hear of anybody getting a ticket for it. So, yeah, right. I mean, it's there's not enough of them already. So, what, what do you have to buy a permit now? Yeah, 40 it's bucks. Like $40. Hey, you know, as yeah. popular as it is, if it's going to make any money for conservation, so but it. Shed crazy is paying his rent with it. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. kidding. With sheds? That's, I don't know. That's what he does. I think his shed. I, I got a picture. Up. I got a picture from a buddy of mine. He's a big lion hunter. And, and uh, one of his guides sent him a picture, and that guy from Shed Crazy must have been in Utah. He must not have a booth or anything in Utah, not that that matters. But he was standing just next to a wall, and there was a trash can next to him. And he made a meme out of it, and it said, Shed Crazy's booth at the Western. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't have any idea he got his picture taken. It was funnier now. That's funny, Ross. Just, this used to be a mechanic shop. We We owned the whole building. And then uh, they moved out so we could take it over. That fucking Toyota van, somebody just dropped it off and threw the keys in the drop thing. Ross just texted me to some dumbass drop a van off this morning because there's a white Toyota van. Yeah, whose van is that? Well, they think it's getting worked on because they should be a mechanic shop. <laughs> so I came in and the keys were laying there. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. glad I'm not younger because we could have some fun with that, Neil. <laughs> you boys like Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah. No kidding. But the uh, – so I, I got to take a leak real quick. But tell uh, – go into a little bit more depth because I want you to get something out of here coming on as far as how many hunts you got left, what what kind of hunt they're looking at, like what you're generally doing at each time of year. Uh, just because for me, you know, it was easy for me. You told me and we talk all the time when I went out there. But it was truly on some of those hunts, even though it's – eastern colorado so it's not like you're hunting in the high country some of those winding creek bottoms and kind of the strategy of hunting school so kind of lay people out who might want to book with you as well as the price yeah no uh it's it's all spot and stock that's the beauty of it and i don't think people really come to colorado whether it be on the plains or anything else uh to uh to sit in a tree stand yeah. or sit in a blind it's all spot and stock you guys do much whitetail stuff out there yeah we do man whitetails are actually you know we're not very far from kansas yeah so we have the same genetics as western kansas uh um yeah man we've killed some hundred you know there's there's been some guys you know a guy named mike edwards he guided a a guy and a boy from texas they shot a 204 Whitetail? Whitetail. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, you know, we shoot whitetails in the 80s. Uh, anything over 160, I think, is a really good whitey. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely have them. Snyder saw quite a few. but um, And they do whitetail-only hunts, which is a really easy, you know, uh, tag to draw. Yeah. Um, but it's all spot and stock. Uh, probably only have four or five archery spots left. Um, and, it's dur- and that's during the rut. And I think the reason... Um, I think the reason that those are still available is because how intense guys are hunting whitetails in the rut. Mm. So most guys are in Kansas, Illinois, Iowa. But no, he he mentioned Snyder. Now you're back about whitetails. Jesus Christ, there's some big white. That <laughs> I one mean, out dude, there, there's was, big whiteys out there. He, we he, now he was on. He was coming uh, to the property you could hunt. Of course, this was a section the, the section I was allowed to hunt on. But that deer. I, th- I thought it was 165 or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumber than fuck, right? So Just rutting. <laughs> I yeah. mean, running around licking the ground and shit, humping the air. I mean, <laughs> and then not long after that, there was a hot doe that came across that ridge line yep. in every dick in town. I mean, in the next hour. And then one little guy comes out like the last guy sniffing, licking, circling like a hound like dog. Like a hound. Yeah. yeah. And then same trail or whatever. But I didn't see the biggest one, but I know I saw one that was over 180 in that corn um, when we when we pulled in there. There is big white tails yeah. out there. It's the same genetics as Kansas. I mean, and, you know, some of these new new leases, uh, they, I mean, your, your phone clicks over to Kansas time when you're there. Oh, yeah. They're that close. Yeah. And, I mean, that I don't want to give up where it is or anything, but <laughs> holy crap, man. What's the biggest white tail you've been on out there? In the 90s. Yeah. Um, I told him, my buddy Mike, um, several years ago, guided a guy. Um, they shot a the guy passed a 200-inch melee. 
Good and Lord. because quote unquote, and I'll probably get shit about this, but that guy, <laughs> that guy deserves shit about this. That rifle hunting, and uh, Mike gets him set up, and he passes on this mule deer, and, and he says he's too short, and uh, he's two hundred. I have a video of him. He's two hundred. <laughs> he has a bunch of trash. I mean, it, it's unbelievable buck, and so. Mike and him, I think, kind of got, you know, not got into it, but Mike's like, hey, man, you know, I don't know what else I'm going have to have to show you. <laughs> Lo and behold, maybe he talks him into him that night at dinner. And they go back there the next morning, and the son of a bitch shoots a 202 or 204 whitetail. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, when they came and showed it to us there in Lyman, the guys that were hunting with me, they said, uh, I'd like to shake your hand. Uh, I've never met anybody to pass up a 200-inch mule <laughs> and then shoot a 200-inch whitetail the next day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I've been on some of the 90s. I, I was on a beautiful 12, mainframe 12 that went 184. Yeah. Um, man, there's just some big ones. I have one on film that's right, you know, probably 200, 205. I think you sent me that film. Yeah, yeah. That, it's a big buck. It's a huge 12. Yeah. Well, and the best time to hunt the, them is in the rut, don't you think? Yeah, out there? I think absolutely in the rut. They're really good uh, during rifle season too. They're, the rifle seasons in eastern Colorado, it's different than the western uh, part. There's two rifle seasons. The early one, it's right before Halloween to about November 6th. So it's starting to get that pre-rut action, especially for whiteies. But then there's a late season post-rut, December 1st through the 14th. Um, and, you know, those those require some points to draw. Yeah. But it's different than hunting in the mountains, you know, with the, those point systems. It's a it's all private. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see anybody else. And yeah, if you no. do, they're, they're, they should, they're going to get, they're going to get their asses chewed. Yeah. You know, for being there. <laughs> you're not, you know, I mean, I don't, you don't run any, everyone respects the fact. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool honor system out there, knowing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, we never saw anybody when we were out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we saw you took me too when we were driving down the road. Like we'd get the spotter out in different areas that you now have control of. Yeah. It had giant deer. I mean, the one spot that I really wanted to hunt that we couldn't hunt um, would look pretty. The terracing cliffs. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, with the cedars and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. fuck, that was built for Native yeah, Americans we, to spear them fuckers. Oh man, <laughs> dude, it, that was like God's gift to the Indian people. <laughs> you know? I mean, cedars. It's we call it the breaks, and it is just it's amazing country. It that's that's a bow hunter stream. <laughs> oh man, well, can I bring up the windmill story? What's that with the windmill? The photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take a picture. We're pissing on the side of the road, right? You know, I'm fucking snip, snapping photos all the time. I post the photo up, and uh, I somebody texts, you guys are hunting the wrong land, you know, whatever, because I took a photo of this, whatever. <laughs> and I'm thinking, motherfucker, if we were hunting that land, I would have something on the ground, right? I wouldn't be low crawling through fucking cactus. Because yeah. it, it literally, you've got a plateau that drops into timber, and it's terraced with boulders. Yeah. You f you couldn't design it better. And it's thinned out with no underbrush and it's not loud walking. No, yeah. no. It's pastured native grass. And they don't – the cool thing about that spot is they don't even graze that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing in there pressuring deer. I mean, hell, just from binos looking up at it, you could see deer. I mean, it, you know, just screw when we were going through. I mean, it was – Good, but yeah, I was laughing at that. I was thinking, well, you let me in there. <laughs> yeah, for I know. I wish minutes. I could have taken you in there. And we, you know, yeah, we, there we would have been fucking windmills yeah, posted. Right, it would have been right. a dead deer. But, yeah, right. Yeah. No, then and those windmills. I thought that you know I do think that affected for the first year had the deer stirred up, but now they doesn't Calm bother down. them. Yeah. And it gives you when you when you have permission on the, on the property to hunt. That kind of gives you some more ways to drive in. To yeah. people don't realize that those are private roads. Like you cannot just whip in. <laughs> on a wind tower road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had mentioned that when we were driving around out there because I'm constantly asking or whatever. And I was amazed when we were out there how much shit we couldn't drive down. Now, you know everyone out there, so I know it's everyone, easy. yeah. Yeah, there's very few places that I can't go, but you know there's some places. And when you when you kill big stuff or you're taking people out, man, it's 50-50 on who likes you and who doesn't, you know. What the hell was that? We were out there, there's those mangy-ass dogs and 
what kind of dog is that? That's the kind of dog you can run over and doesn't die. Yeah, that's a hell of a breed. We need to put that in the mall. That's a bestseller. They're like, like huskies that got some mange or something from coyotes. Remember them dogs? Yeah. We sh- yeah. <laughs> no, Luke, man, that's a, he's a good guy. Those are great people. Luke's the one that said that. His I said, what kind of dog is that? Because, I mean, it looked rough. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, that's kind you can run over and it won't die. <laughs> yeah, fucking dogs just run around. That one smelt like a sack of assholes oh, just oh, running around in mud. But oh. yeah, you never know. Like that big white dog was, was he around yeah, on yeah. your antelope yeah. hunt? Yeah, that that dog will turn on you. I think he'll put <laughs> yeah. you in the back of the pickup. If he's at the gate, I just don't go in. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they're cool. Oh shit. Well, cool, man. We should probably get this wrapped up, but. Definitely check out the Hunt Nest on Instagram if you got questions about booking a hunt out there. And I can tell you, at the very least, your stomach's going to hurt like a son of a bitch from laughing because we couldn't really cut loose openly here. We we did a little bit, mm. but I laughed so hard. I'm pretty sure pee dripped out when we were on that cat hunt <laughs> yeah. animal, or when we were mule deer hunting. But yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, dude, and and we're doing. Uh, we went and did that. You have to do that. You guys have to get in on that that odd dad deal. Oh shit! Yeah. And that javelina. Speaking of shooting shit with your trad bow, yeah, javelina are not very bright. <laughs> That's right up my alley. Oh man, you can. I, I guess you can only shoot two, but yeah. you can shoot two and not very long. Yeah. Well, we'll have to go down. We were talking about go down there in April. And uh, unleash the beast if we can. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, on hogs. Yeah, let's do the hog deal in Texas. No, that uh, that deal, uh, that odd dad deal, we actually ran into uh, <laughs> some of uh, Frank's natives. <laughs> Going freak across. Dude, the, you know, um, wh- some of them were in a group and they stopped below camp there at the lodge and they were drinking out of the water tank, yeah. illegals. But uh, – they, they told us some stories that freaked us out. And they're like, if you ever see any singles with like what look like bales on their back or, yeah. or big packs. I mean, I should have, I wish I had got a picture of this guy because, dude, I don't, you know, your packs are huge. Yeah. It's some bitch had like a Kafaru 15,000. <laughs> and uh, he, he, we come around a corner and there's this, this dude with this pack walking across the road. I mean, we're not very far from Mexico. Yeah. And not far at all. And, uh, I went to roll down my my window, and my buddy Seth that I was with said, "He goes, don't even look at him." <laughs> and and he told me, I was like, I wonder what was in that bag. He's like, you know, they found bags of money, they found bags of drugs. But he said we stop and talk to that guy, and he's like, he will pull out an Uzi and not even <laughs> lose any sleep about killing your ginger ass. Jesus. <laughs> but it was intense, man. Yeah. Like I, I guess I didn't realize. I mean, you know what's happening, but. Yeah. But yeah, you guys got to do that odd dad deal. That was a, a hoot, man. Might help bringing Frank with us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you well, know? I don't really speak Spanish. Oh, you though. don't. No, people from Pueblo don't usually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my daughter's shockingly white, and she speaks fucking Spanish fluently. It's handy. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She speaks because she's down there all the time. So her dad number two is from what'd she say, Monterey? Mexico City. Mexico City. Oh, really? And so they speak Spanish just as much as English in the household. So. And even though she never guessed, like we were in Walmart once, I think I was buying her a fishing license. And there was two dudes talking shit about me, and she's like, "Dad," what? and I'm like, "What?" She's like, "They're talking about you." I'm like, "Well, fuck it, tell them you understand, and tell them to stop." <laughs> so she turned around, <laughs> she turned around and told them, and they got the fuck out of there. Yeah, no <laughs> she's really like, "What's this white kid?" She was yeah. only like ten years old at the time. Uh-huh. No, you knew Southern that was on that odd dad deal. Mike Southern, Southern, is, yeah. Is it yep. Southern or Southern? What's I, what, what's his deal? What's he do? He works for the uh, Wild Sheep Wild Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Those in, guys, uh, dude, listen, those guys are f- awesome. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I could hunt with them all week. Yeah. <laughs> they're, a, they're fun, man. They're a lot of fun. They saw the, the first illegals. <laughs> well, they uh Oh, excuse me. I didn't even know you texted me and you said, I think there's some guys you know down here or something. They're wearing your packs. And you said they were with the Wild Sheep Foundation. I was like, well, I didn't think of Canada, right? And mm-hmm. then you said Mike Southern. I was like, oh, he's probably pissed because we shipped his shit off a week late. <laughs> no, so, but no, dude, he, we we packed those Audad in those packs, man, that pack I got from you. And it's unreal. You know, I, I wore <laughs> – this is this is how tech I am. <laughs> I wore those – I wore those scarpas. <laughs> yeah. To Texas, man. 
<laughs> but listen, because of all the rock on those mountains, yeah, unbelievable. But they're they're a, dude. Those are like a climbing up Mount Everest yeah. shit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. What shoes would you use for something like a? So my buddy Jay from Oklahoma needs something for Oklahoma, and then when he comes up here, you know, he's from Oklahoma. His feet are cold Pro- all the time. Probably what? a Salmon Quest three D would be one. What's that lost or that uh, Soleil you wear? The blue ones. No, no, the flexible oh, ones, the, the Alps uh, trainer. Alps trainer or mountain trainer or something so, like that. So, like, yeah. when we went to Tiburon, and I'm different. They're Clay, flexible. Clay had me buy flexible boots, which I wish I wouldn't have gone that flexible. If I was to go down to, to Tiburon again, I'd buy those Solomon Quest 4Ds. Um, but I used those Alps trainers, and they were too flexible. But probably something like that would be would And you'd be use best. those in the mountains here when we're lion hunting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. As so long you as you could, wore gaiters. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's vers- versatile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to be overly warm is the only thing. You know, that's the only downside. But no no boot really is unless Dude, you get a winter Okies, boot. these you get them in the snow. And, they, I mean, they, they get cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may need to buy Dude, a winter cat boot. Hunt. That cat hunt was fucking cold. I, and I that wasn't even a cold day, really. Oh, uh, no. I wasn't having it. Yeah, I we're lucky mm-hmm. Casey's uh, dog treated that thing, what? 50 yards off the road. Yeah. Who trees bobcats 50 yards off the road? Oh, yeah. Shit, the thing ran up and down the ridge, the same yeah, ridge no, probably 20 times. Yeah, it went probably 20 miles. To- <laughs> well, when you guys first let out, I was like standing outside trying to be manly. And after a while, I'm like, I'm getting in the fucking yeah. truck and turning the heater yeah. on. It's cold. Yeah, that was good. What did you ever do with that? You're going to eat European that, uh, that skull? <laughs> <laughs> Probably just tube it out, yeah. throw it on the cou- on the casting couch yeah. here. Yeah, we already got a cat on the casting couch over there. Yeah. But yeah, no, we'll definitely have to do that for sure. It uh, Anything I can go and start shooting with the stick bow is a bonus for me. Um, we've got... Do you guys run cats in April? There's some. There are some units that have an April only season, and sometimes yeah. you get those big time wet, deep uh, snows in the spring there. But man, I'd like to go down there on some mules and stuff and run some of that country um, on the dirt. Mm. You yeah. know, do some dry ground stuff, and it's all for fun. I mean, those dude, those dogs. You're you're not doing that. To do nothing but spend a bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those dogs, you got to do it because you love it. I mean, that's probably my favorite thing to do in the world is chase those damn cats. Yeah. Well, you guys you guys treat quite a few this year. You got a few of them. Yeah, yeah, quite a few, man. Yeah, we've had mm-hmm. a good year. And it's been an awful winter for sure. We haven't been having the, uh, um, the weather that we normally have. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Speaking of the packs, I got to remember I got to call Baca and Casey. They wanted packs, didn't they? Yeah, Casey. Casey definitely wants one. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't care what you do with the muscle, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, Lord. Well, cool. All right, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have to get you on again for sure. And then, one way or another, if, if Tort and I are out there helping out guide antelope hunters, we'll have to come back and regroup and report after your season on how everything went. Yeah, for sure. For so, sure. All right, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody.